0: I want to draw your attention, if I could, to the book of Mark, the book of Mark, chapter number 10. If you have uh, read the New Testament Gospels and followed the, the ministry of Jesus uh, and his miracles, this is a very famous uh, writing, a very famous miracle. It is about a man that we know uh, in the scripture to be uh, a blind man named Bartimaeus. That's what we call him now. Uh, bar is not actually uh, his name. Bar simply means that he is the son of. So this blind man is the son of one named Timaeus. And so uh, basically what we're looking at here is a man that has no identity at all other than uh, the fact that he's blind. He is a beggar sitting by the roadside. He has become identified by his dysfunction, identified by his dysfunction. This is a powerful, uh, powerful story. So Mark chapter 10 and verse number 46, they came to Jericho and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. Here it comes, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging We don't even know the poor guy's name. He's just defined by his dysfunction. When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Jesus stood still. And he commanded him to be called. And they call, here it is, The blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort and rise. He calleth thee. Verse 50 is a pivotal moment in the story. And he casting away his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. He cast away his garment. He rose up and he came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. So Jesus tells him, The thing that has made you whole Is your faith what did this man do to exercise faith follow me if you would in the logic and the understanding of this what did he do to exercise faith he called out to Jesus when he heard that Jesus was near Jesus our son of David he said have mercy on me he cried out to the Lord this is important this shows us according to what Jesus said it is an exercise of my faith when I am in a circumstance that is beyond my control To call on Jesus, knowing that he knows what I don't know. This is exercising my faith. Jesus, thou son of David, I don't know what to do, but I have a feeling you know the answer. This is exercising his faith. What did he do next? Jesus said, bring the man to me. So they brought him to Jesus. But what does he do to get there? Verse 50, he cast away his garment. He arose and he came to Jesus. So I want to talk to you for just a few moments Uh, about what's going on in the life of this man. He's casting away his outer garment, his beggar's cloak, if you would, the garment that he had wrapped around himself as a beggar. He casts it off, and he makes his way to Jesus. Now, this will make more sense to you in just a moment, but if you need a title today, I want to talk to you about burning plan B. Burning plan B. We've got to get rid of plan B in our lives. There have been a lot of people over the last few weeks that have discovered That plan B wasn't a very good plan. Everything that they had planned for and hoped for, it hasn't worked out so well. And so uh, what I have found in 25 years of ministry, 20 years of uh, pastoring, being on staff at this church and being raised in a pastor's family, uh, that through the years there are a lot of people that Jesus is kind of their plan B. And then when they come to Jesus, it's like if the Jesus thing don't work out, they always have another plan. There's always that backup plan. You know, it's like, I'm going to give God a try, but if he does not work, if this thing doesn't work out, if he doesn't do what I want him to do, then I always have something to go back to. How many people today in this world, their only revelation of Jesus is based primarily on disappointment of what he did not do for them rather than the revelation of who he is. It's something to think about. So imagine with me, if you would, Jesus passing through Jericho, it's a busy time, a busy season. He's got a lot on his mind. Uh, He's not too far away from his crucifixion. He is headed to fulfill the will of God in his life where he's going to lay down his life for you and I, and I'm so glad that he did, and I'm sure the weight of that being on his mind knowing that he was going to be offered was immense. The pressure was crazy. It was crushing But Jesus makes his way through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And in the midst of this thronging crowd, he hears a voice that cries out of the multitude. But something about this man stood out to Jesus when he called him by name and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Can I tell you today, encourage you today, that if you're struggling in your mind and you're trying to figure out what's going on in your life the first thing you need to do is call on the name of the Lord. There is nothing wrong with calling on the name of the Lord, realizing that he has answers that you do not have. So Jesus stops dead in his tracks. You read it, in verse 49, it said, and Jesus stood still. You know, today would be a good day for Jesus to stand still in your life, to stop and to listen to what you've got to say, but you will never get his attention if you don't reach out to him. You've got to reach out to Jesus today. So he's standing in Jericho, there are beggars everywhere, there are people everywhere, and one man cries out and calls him by his name for who he is, Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stops. You know what I'm praying today during this webcast? I'm praying that Jesus would stop by your house. I'm praying that the Spirit of God would stop and meet you right where you are today. I'm believing that God is going to do a miracle today during this, pod, uh, this webcast. I'm believing that God is going to reach somebody in your house where you are right now. Amen. We're believing it in Jesus' name. So Jesus stops and he looks over at the man and uh, he says, bring him to me. Tell him to come to me. And so the man stands up. He is a beggar. He stands up and he casts off his outer garment and he makes his way to Jesus. Let's talk about this for just a little bit. Let's talk about this garment. What is the significance of this man casting off his garment? If you read the scripture, you're going to find out that Jesus does not waste words. The word of God does not waste words. This book is divinely inspired, so there are no words that are wasted in here. And there are always principles that are underlying in the scripture, when Jesus is speaking a parable or he's doing a miracle, you're going to find something underlying. What is that? I believe we have some answers to that in this story. The man stands up and he casts off his outer garment and he makes his way to Jesus. So let's talk about this outer garment for a moment. It is said and believed that all beggars had a certain cloak or a garment that they would wear. It was somewhat their identity. Now they could have been blind, they could have been lame. Uh, a beggar on the street, whatever reason that had them begging. But they all had one thing in common. They had a beggar's garment. It was a cloak that they would wrap around themselves so that if the storm came, if the wind blew, if the uh, dust was blown down the dusty streets of Jericho or Jerusalem, wherever it was that they were begging by the city gate, that they could hide in that cloak, pull it up over their head, and they had somewhere to hide. When the rain began to fall, they could get in their cloak, and they could hide inside that garment. It was a place of safety for them. For this blind man, it was a place that he could hide from the outside world, if you would. That when people would walk by him and ridicule him uh, and try to define him by his dysfunction, there's that old blind beggar again. That's all he's ever going to be. He's a beggar. He's a blind man. And so he would hide in that cloak. He would hide in that garment. So the significance of the garment is that it had become the identity of this man. He was blind Bartimaeus. He was a beggar. He was wrapping himself in that garment because that was his safety, his security, his identity. Some of you today are allowing the enemy to wrap you in an identity that really is not yours. You have found comfort in your dysfunction. You have found comfort in the garment that you have wrapped around you today because it's a place where you can hide. And when the Lord passes by you, perhaps whatever that dysfunction is in your life, you allow yourself to be comforted by that. Perhaps it's a failure in your past, something that you've been through, something that someone did to you, a pain, bitterness, brokenness in your heart, and you allow yourself to be wrapped up in that garment. And when Jesus tries to get to you and touch you, you fall back into that garment and you allow it to cover you where he cannot see you and cannot get to you. But the scripture says so plainly, That when he went to come to Jesus, he took that identity off of himself. He took that garment off of himself. And the scripture said that he literally cast away his garment. Now think about this. Again, the Lord does not waste words. He cast away his garment. Let me draw a picture for you. The man stands up, takes off that garment that identified him. He doesn't drop it to the ground. He casts it away from him. He throws it away from him. Why? Because he was on his way to Jesus. Had this blind man allowed that identity that had had, uh, wrapped around him to be his identity, if he had dropped that to the ground, what if he would have tripped on it? What if it would have got tangled up in his feet? Because let us not forget, he still is a blind man. And he could have just dropped it to his feet, got his feet tangled up in it. But when he made up in his mind that he was going to come to Jesus, he took that old identity and he threw it away. He wanted to be sure that if I'm going to Jesus today, I'm not going to let anything trip me up between here and there, I have every intention of going to Jesus and being made whole. And I'm not going to let my old identity, my old past, my old garment, my old cloak, my old dysfunction get between me and Jesus. And he took that garment and he cast it off. I'm, I'm reaching for somebody today in your living room or wherever you're watching right now. That you've been wrapped up in an old failure, and you have tried to come to Jesus, but every time you do, it's like you get tangled up in that. It falls down at your feet, and you're tangled up in who you used to be. Let me help you today, friend. If you'll take off that old identity today, that old garment, and throw it away from you, you can get to Jesus today. But you cannot come to Jesus holding on to who you used to be. You've got to be willing to turn that loose and make your way to Jesus. If I could see today the hands being lifted as I was to ask this question to you today, how many of you have ever let your past trip you up? I'm sure hands would go up all around the world right now, people that are watching. Of course, I've, I've let things trip me up, Pastor, when I was trying to get to Jesus. Well, you know what? There is no better day than today, right now, for you to cast off that garment and get to Jesus. Let's move on just a little bit into this story. Why would he cast off this garment. Why, 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 why would he cast it off? Why would he throw it away when he came to Jesus? Here's the rest of this story. This is what I believe. This is not recorded in the scripture. I believe this is the principle that, that Jesus is trying to get to us. He cast off his garment. Why would he throw it away? Well, he didn't want to get tripped up on it. But what's the second reason that he throws it away? Here's what I believe. I believe the reason the man threw away his garment, cast it away from him. Is because he had no intention of ever coming back to it. I have no desire to go back to who I used to be. I have no desire to be who I used to be. So I'm taking plan B. I'm taking this old plan B that if this God thing doesn't work out, So what would have happened in his mind? What would have happened if he goes to Jesus and Jesus doesn't heal me? What if I go to Jesus and I'm still blind when this is done but I've already cast off my garment? Now I don't have my beggar's cloak. I don't have anything to go back to. What if I come to Jesus and it doesn't work? This is a lie that the enemy sells people on a frequent basis. What if you try God and God doesn't work? Well, let me put your mind at ease. If God fails you, You will be the first person that has ever lived on the face of this earth that God has ever failed. We used to sing a song uh, in the church all the time. It said, when you tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus I believe that this was a man who was sick of being blind. He was sick of being a beggar. He was sick of being identified on the side of the road every day as just old blind Bartimaeus. I have no identity. I can find my identity in Jesus if I'll take this plan B and cast it away from me. Get rid of it in my life. This Jesus thing will work. I woke up this morning. Uh, it It was very early this morning. Our power had gone out. Uh, at home in the night because uh, of the storm, the winds, apparently. And I, I woke up real, real early. It was, it was just shortly after 5 o'clock in the morning. And the Lord laid a story on my heart that I had preached years and years ago. It came from a story that I had found in a, uh, a Mark Batterson book, I believe, called All In. And he told the story about uh, a gentleman who was a Spanish explorer by the name of Hernan Cortez. In 1519, the year was 1519, that Cortez set sail uh, to conquer Mexico. And when he finally got his men to the shores of Mexico, they knew that they had a fight in front of them. And uh, I'll save you all of the, the, the details, but the powerful part of the story that I want to get to you, the Lord burned this in my, in my soul this morning, early when I woke up, is that when Cortez finally made it to the shores of Mexico and he was going to begin to conquer the land... The story is that he turned to his mighty men of war that were going with him into the fight. And Cortez told them, get everything off the ships that we need. Everything that's, that's, uh, that's on our fleet of ships. Get everything off of there that we need. And then burn ships. He said, I want you to set those ships on fire. Burn them into the water. Burn them down. And I thought, why in the world would you do that if you get in trouble and you need to get out of here, then you're stuck. And therein is the power of the principle. Cortez said, we have no plan B. We have no option. We are burning plan B. I did not come here to retreat. I did not come here to turn back. I want you boys to go burn the ships down, because we refuse to turn back. We came to conquer, and we will conquer. And so when blind Bartimaeus cast off his outer garment, what he was doing Was burning down the ships. He was burning down plan B. He was throwing it to the side. I'm reaching for you today. And I want to challenge somebody in the Holy Ghost. Eliminate all the plan B's in your life and in your mind. Hear this preacher when I tell you today. That there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus. And the cross of Calvary is either powerful enough for all of us. Or it's not powerful enough for any of us. So eliminate plan B in your life today. Some of you are thinking, man, I'd like to go to church when we can and when all the mandates lift and we get to church, but I'm just not sure. Get that just not sure out of your mind. Eliminate that plan in your life and make up your mind today that just as soon as they say we can, I'm going to get my family, I'm going to get in my car, and we're going to go to the house of the Lord. But here today is the good news for you. You don't have to wait until we get back together in the house of the Lord. If you have a need in your life, if you have a need in your family, if you have a need in your home today, I want you to know that right there where you are, you can drop to your knees and raise your hands to Jesus and call on Jesus the Son of David to have mercy on you. And you know what I believe? I believe your story is going to be the same as blind Bartimaeus. At the end of the day, Jesus is going to look at you and say, thy faith hath made thee whole. What made him whole? The fact that he eliminated plan B, that he was willing to come to Jesus. So would you today, right where you are, reach out and touch the Lord. This is not ideal. I know that. I wish I could get to you and pray with you right now. I wish we had an altar call where I could get to you and lay hands on you. That is impossible, but it is not impossible for Jesus to come to you right now and for you to come to where Jesus is. I'm challenging you in Jesus' name right there where you are, to close your eyes and to lift your hands and throw your head back. Some of you right now, I believe it, there are tears streaming down your face because the Lord has sent a word to your house today. Would you reach out and touch him as he passes by right now? Lord Jesus, I pray over our online audience today, all who are watching, and by the authority of Jesus' name and the power of the Holy Ghost, I pray that you would speak to somebody, that you would minister to somebody, that the power of the Holy Ghost would rest on them right now in their homes, O great God. I pray that you would give somebody the courage to step out of their pain and their past and their old identity and that they would be renewed in you today as they eliminate plan B and make their way to the cross of Calvary. In Jesus' name, let angels, God, begin to minister to men and women that are watching right now. Let the angels of heaven, God, descend into our homes and minister to us today and we're going to thank you for it and praise you for it for you are the almighty god and you are worthy of all the praise in jesus mighty name amen you don't have to stop praying right now you don't have to quit what you're doing we're getting ready to transition off Of our live webcast. But if you feel the Holy Ghost. If you've got tears uh, streaming down your face. I want to challenge you and encourage you. Keep those hands lifted. Keep your heart connected to Jesus today. Man I feel the Holy Ghost standing right here in my office. God is ministering to somebody right now. Just let the Holy Ghost touch you. Brothers and sisters. If you have your family together right now. If the husband of the home is there. If you have anybody with you in your house right now. I, I know social distancing is what we're supposed to be doing. But if you're in the same house, I want families to get together right now. I want you to lay your hands, uh, men. I want you to lay hands on your wife and your children or your wife or whoever you've got with you right now. I just want you to gather as a family and begin to pray. The Holy Ghost is moving. Today, we are eliminating plan B in our lives because Jesus will work. He will work. I love you. Thank you for joining us. Please stay in the spirit of prayer. And I'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock on our next live webcast. May the Lord richly bless you.